Look, look, Ernie, I, I don't want to talk about the Knicks today. I really, I want to talk about a, a podcast that I have that a friend of mine, his name is Josh Petrie. He coming, he come, he, he, that boy been planning a podcast for two damn years. I mean, he's going to go to great lengths to bring you exclusive material and amazing guests. He even set his wife and kids to Target so he could record it. I mean, that's crazy. So from a top-secret location in Charleston, West Virginia, enjoy the not-so-terrible Sports Nerds Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever SportsNurse.com podcast, episode one. You've heard me talk about it, tweet about it, post about it for the better part of two years now, but we finally made it. Wanted to say thank you to what may or may not have been the very talented Charles Barkley for the intro there, and to my daughter Breezy. You heard her on the little host introduction. She's seven. She said, Daddy, when you start this podcast, I want to be involved, so that was my way of getting her involved, and with her little ornery laugh at the end of that one, I hope you enjoyed that. That sums her up perfectly, and I was also instructed or threatened to uh, get her involved on the show, and she said, Daddy, you better mention me. Wanted to put together a show today that kind of highlights what's transpired over the past two years. Hasn't been a stagnant two years. A lot of thought has went into this thing. Um, when I brought you guys a podcast, I wanted to bring you professional-grade podcasts, and in order to do so, I need a professional-grade equipment. Spent uh, a lot of time, you know, getting that together. I didn't want to do the podcast with the mic on my phone. A lot of beginner podcasts will use the mic on their phone or the computer speakers or something like that. But I have some professional-grade equipment, you know, in my mic and my camera and some soundproofing equipment, my computer and things like that. And in a later date, I'll put together a video or a podcast that kind of highlights some of the equipment I have in detail for you tech geeks. Uh, the past two years, you know, I've also been spent making contacts, getting guests to confirm to come on the show at a later date. Some of those include... If you're familiar with the show Last Chance You on Netflix, Brittany Wagner has confirmed to come on the show. You know her from the saying, do you have your pencil? And if you've seen that, you know exactly who and what I'm talking about. Some other guests include Freddie Coleman from ESPN Radio, who has also appeared on Around the Horn. Um, Tony Kornheiser from PTI, who also done some, some Monday night football work back in the day. Uh, we want to do what's called a Legends of Wrestling Month. Um, we're looking to release a show one a week, uh, four shows a month for 40 to 45 minutes. But like I said, we have one to do what's called a Legend of Wrestling Month. We have four wrestlers that have confirmed so far. Uh, some of the old school wrestling fans will recognize names like Big Van Vader, Raven, um, DDP, and Conan. You, you remember him from the NWO days. Uh, we're looking to get some more guys involved on that too. We're looking for Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Ric Flair, and maybe possibly even some of the bigger names like Hogan and and Sting and Luger and names like that. I hope to get those involved too. I wanted to also on today's show, no guests. I uh, wanted to do a brief history on the the history of SportsNurse.com and how all this podcast came to be. Um, SportsNurse.com wasn't even the original name that we we came up with. I don't remember some of the original names that we came up with, but when we did decide on SportsNurse, we wanted to end with an S, but that was taken. So that's that's why you see the Z on the end. Uh, the site also turned four years old on July 3rd. 
If you're familiar with sportsnerds.com, you know that it looks pretty well. It's got a lot of content. The structure is pretty self-explanatory, but that wasn't always the case. In fact, back in the day, it looked pretty terrible. The excitement factor started to build. I wanted to shout from the rooftops that that I had my own website. I wanted to tell everyone. Um, it just wasn't ready. It was a shell of a website. There was not a whole lot of content, very little structure. The inspiration came from a friend at my day job, Jason. He uh, runs MyHuntProfile.com. It's an outdoor community that deals with hunting and fishing. You should check that out if you get the chance. I rely on this guy heavily behind the scenes to do some do some things for me. I don't think there's anything in the tech world that he doesn't know. So I owe a ton of credit to him as far as getting the ball rolling on this whole process with the website and the podcast. A lot of trial and error back in the day for the podcast. A lot of, or I'm sorry, for the website. A lot of flops. Uh, several modules didn't work. You know, some that did. Some that didn't work were fan clubs. Members on the site could create a fan club of their favorite team put pictures within the fan club, talk about that team, or even get on someone else's team and bash that, you know, as long as it stayed clean. Did okay for a while, got with the West Virginia Power, a minor league baseball team in downtown Charleston, and got some tickets, four to six tickets, and started giving away those tickets for certain comments within the fan club section, or if you even made a fan club of the West Virginia Power, I would give you tickets to the game. So it did okay for a while, but after the tickets were gone, so was the fan clubs. There was no incentive to sign up for that anymore besides talking a little trash i mentioned members because back in the day you had to be you had to sign up on the site and be a member to even see this material and obviously since then we've we've done away with that and opened the site up to the public another module that was a flop was the module called game zone over 4400 games that weren't if very few were relevant to the site uh, 4400 games a lot of them contained adult material and once again jason you know, had to get in and take some of those games out. Um, games like Bejeweled, Frogger, Mario, and some weird little indie games, but a few little sports games, for, for the most part, not relevant to the site at all. So it did okay for a while. Some members competed against one another, and it kept track of standings and things like that. But after that died down a little bit, we had to get rid of it. Some of the things that did work were NFL Weekly Pick and March Madness Brackets, which we still do. We just didn't do this year due to focusing on the podcast, but we're going to bring back when those seasons come about and try to implement something into the podcast itself. A terrible idea back in the day. Um, didn't know a whole lot about blogging. Didn't really know how it worked. Never really heard of a blog. Just, uh, like I said, released it way too early. I was just excited to get it out there. I would take articles from ESPN.com, copy and paste them to my site, tell people to come check it out Check it out on my site so you wouldn't have to deal with the, the BS ads that come along with the bigger sports outlets such as Yahoo or ESPN.com and things like that. So went okay for a while but was a terrible idea in the end. Started blogging organically a little bit. I guess you can call it blogging. It was actually just some paragraphs that I would see what was going on, put some thoughts to put some thoughts to paper and uh, blog a little bit. Um, so that was okay. Um, eventually went to blogging a little more, actually making it look like an article and not just a paragraph. Uh, I wrote one called The Decline of High School Sports in the Canal Valley. Uh, it came straight from my brain, you know, inspira no inspiration from copy and pasting anything. It was picked up by some news outlets. They contacted me. They liked that particular article. Uh, they asked me if I wanted a job, or actually, I guess you couldn't call it a job. It was kind of a, a hobby of, you know, covering one school or the other, W.E. Marshall, and blogging just specifically for this school and getting paid per blog. But during that time, 
I couldn't dedicate all my time to do this due to the job, um, my actual job. So found out a, a guy that I grew up with was starting a radio station in downtown Charleston, WTSQ, the status quo. Looked at the lineup, seeing they were having a sports show. Uh, got involved with him, contacted him, and said, I would like to come uh, you know, check that out. It had always been an interest of mine. Radio has always been an interest. Never thought I would actually made it, make it to radio, but I did. Um, they invited me into a couple meetings, sat in on a couple shows, and eventually appeared as a guest on the locker room with Ray. Liked what I had to offer, made me a part of the show. The show turned into the locker room with Ray and Josh. As time went on, I brought in a couple more friends, and Kenny got involved too, and the show was renamed to the locker room with the starting five. You know, we had a little studio with a ton of guys in it, some great banter and things like that, bouncing off one another. The show was going pretty well. Wanted to get the, uh, the high school crowd involved, started bringing in some of the high school athletes, volleyball players, football players, some high school coaches, John Carpenter from Capitol, and things like that. We started covering the high school game of the week. We wanted to appeal to the high school crowd, so we would cover the high school game of the week. We ended up covering South Charleston, Cowboy Midland, Riverside, uh, George Washington, and places like that. Eventually went on to having some bigger names on the show. John Pennington uh, played at WU. You'll recognize him from the catch in the back of the end zone against Pitt. I believe it was 2003. Uh, Carl Lee, who is from around here, played for the Vikings and the Saints for a while, was a pro bowler. We talk about, you know, picking off Dan Marino twice in the pro bowl, one of them being for a pick six, playing in the pro bowl with Reggie White, you know, hearing some some stories of old. Uh, during this time, I had contacted, you know, I started to need a lot more content on the site, not just, not just blogs and pictures of uh, memes and things like that. Got with Jason, we put our heads together, decided that I wanted to get with uh, a guy named Chad who was running a collectible store in Charleston who eventually moved to Taze Valley. It's called Sports Fans in Taze Valley. Got with him, asked him if I could come in and do some interviews with some of the guys he was bringing in from former WU athletes, martial athletes, former wrestlers, things like that. He agreed. I came in, started interviewing these guys while doing the radio show. I would go there, interview these guys talk about it a little bit on the radio show in exchange for ad space. Went well for a while, you know, interviewed Mark Gowinski from Seattle, played at WU. He plays for the Seahawks now. Interviewed Wendell Smallwood, who played at WU. He's with the Philadelphia Eagles now. Interviewed Clint Trickett, Daryl Talley, uh, the former wrestler Greg the Hammer Valentine. So we started to gain a whole lot more material on the site. Blogging skills got a little better. Um, did the radio show for about a year. After interviewing all these guys, I decided I wanted to focus on doing my own thing. You know, I got a lot of inspiration from having these guys on the radio show, and everybody was a trickle effect. Uh, Chad, Kenny, Ray, all these guys, it was a trickle effect for me being where I am today, wanting to branch off and do my own thing. Getting back to the interview, some names I felt to mention that I have interviewed, Pat White, Steve Slayton. Um, I wanted to do my part. Being from the area that I'm from, a lot of people don't have the means to make it to Morgantown to you know, watch these guys that they worship play for, for many different reasons. Um, so I wanted to do my part and try to get them involved. You know, It was the least I could do for some of my dedicated followers and listeners and things like that to get them involved and ask these guys that they worship, the WU Faithful Worship, at least questions on a video interview. So that worked out pretty well, too. Um, you know, taking the, the site to the next step, WU was coming to the uh, Greenbrier for their spring game. So 
I'm always looking for something new on the site. So I wanted to come up and cover them, try to get some pictures, some interviews and things like that. So I reached out to Mike Montoro and he granted me credentials to come up and cover the spring game. Uh, while there, I asked him if I could make it to Morgantown to couple, uh, to cover a couple games and he granted me credentials. And since then I've, I've been granted credentials to regularly cover WVU and, you know, I appreciate that so much. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, taking my game from high school to college to, to pro. The New Orleans Pelicans was coming to the Greenbrier to conduct a two-day training camp. I reached out to their director of communications, Matt Ryan, and asked him if I could come to the uh, Greenbrier and cover their two-day training camp, send him some links to the interviews and things like that that I've done. Uh, he said I could come on up, so I, I came up and covered their two days. While there, I took a chance, asked him, hey, if I'm in New Orleans, could I possibly cover a Pelicans home game? And he said, absolutely. So I set it up. He told me to give him a date. So I went and I covered the Pelicans and Warriors in New Orleans. And while there, I figured, you know, why not take another chance? Uh, why not kill two birds with one stone? I wanted to cover the Saints, too, while I was there. Football and basketball seasons run together. So we covered the, the Pelicans-Warriors game that Saturday night, the Saints-Giants game that Sunday afternoon. One of the greatest weekends I've ever had. I can't wait to take my family to New Orleans. They've never been, but absolutely fell in love with that place. Can't wait to get back. Um, got home, sent an email to the Atlanta Hawks, saying they were having a media day. It was going to be in town. Asked if I could come, you know, cover their media day. Again, sent some links to uh, from the interviews that I've had and, and let those guys know that I've been credentialed with the NBA before, which helped me out tremendously. So I went and covered Hawks media day. Came back home. Started to be known for the guy that would travel anywhere to cover an event. Since then, have covered the Houston Texans at the, the Greenbrier for their training camp recently this past offseason. Um, looking forward to going to Houston. Made some connections while I was there. Going to try to get to Houston this fall to cover a Texans game. And like I said, also back to New Orleans to cover the Pelicans and the Saints. Uh, moving along, trying to get some more content for the site. Was looking for something else to cover. I uh, started dipping into minor league baseball a little bit. Covered the West Virginia Power. Try to get there as often as I can. It's right down the street. Uh, my family and I have a place in Myrtle Beach, so I cover the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, which is a single-A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. And me being a Chicago Cubs lifelong fan, that works out perfectly. So Scott Kornberg, I, I appreciate him so much for me being credentialed with those guys. but. Like I said, I wanted to put together a show today to kind of highlight, you know, what's what's transpired this past two years. Um, got a huge guest lineup. You know, I mentioned some names, some other names I felt to mention that have confirmed for the show from WVU. We have Grant Wiley, Skylar Howard, uh, Wellington Smith, Joe Mazzula, Morty Ivy. All those guys have confirmed to be on at some point. So I want to try and bring you the best podcast that I possibly can. Um, here in just a little bit, I'm going to give you my take on the uh, the national anthem. But uh, before that, like I said, I wanted to remind you guys we're going to do one show a week, four shows a month, about 40, 45 minutes, try to release on a, a Tuesday or Wednesday. So I hope you tune in. I hope you tell your friends. I hope you share this. But as far as the uh, the national anthem go, I don't know if you guys were was aware or not, but there's a, a little bit of a protest uh, going on and. uh you may or may not have heard about that, but I wanted to give you my two cents. It seems like everybody else has given their two cents, so I wanted to chime in and give you give you mine on that too. 
As far as the national anthem protest goes, you're sick of it. I'm sick of it. We're all sick of it. I, I wish it didn't exist. I wish we could just go back to you know simpler times, watching the game, discussing it, and and that's it. But sports are changing in many different ways, and that's just the world that we live in. Um, you know, at first I didn't understand. I thought they were just disrespecting our flag, our country, our military. But that's not the case. After talking to some people and having an open mind, listening to some athletes. Uh, you know, what other option do they have? What other platform do they have to use to gain the attention and figure out how we can change as a whole? Um, I wish there was another platform that they, they would use, but if you can come up with a better one, please let somebody know. Um, the president can't condone himself this way, acting like an eighth-grade junior high student. He's got several things in the world that need his attention, such as Puerto Rico that could be without uh, electricity for four to six months. The whole island is devastated. And he's worried about a peaceful protest of NFL players and beyond calling them SOBs when he condones the actions of neo-Nazis who, you know, have profanity-laced protests, spit, damaged property, and things like that. If you think racial inequalities don't exist in this country, you're blind. It's, it seems like we've set ourselves back in the past few years, 50 or 60 years. Um, so, you know, there's several things that, that need addressed, and these players wanted to use this platform as a way to do, to do that. I think the damage that has been done in this country, I think it's irreversible. I don't know how we do change as a whole, but maybe, you know, with everybody banded together, brothers, white and black, banded together, holding arms, linking arms, maybe we can get something done. Maybe this will make the whole world see, you know, we all need to change one way or the other. Um, you know, so that's that's my two cents on that. I'm still going to watch the NFL games. You know, as long as they play the game, as long as they flip the coin, I'm going to watch. Um, by not watching, by doing away with the NFL package on DirecTV, you're not hurting the, the NFL. The NFL is going to be just fine. Uh, you're not hurting the players. The players are still going to get paid. So just enjoy the games and try to try to figure out what we can all do to change. But that's my two cents on this. Like I said, I'm still going to watch regardless. I'm going to stand for the national anthem. That's just my opinion. Uh, thank everyone for listening to today's episode. I'll confirm a guest, you know, in the coming days that's going to be on next week. I'll let you know who that's going to be. But like I said, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and I hope you continue to listen every week. I'm going to try to do the best I can to bring you the best possible podcast. And thank you so much. I'll see you next week.